Hello and welcome to Mad Cow Talks Politics, the show that never runs out of opinions when it comes to bottom-up, living from check-to-check life about national shit that will never actually be able to affect what we talk, what we do. But we like to bitch about it anyway. I'm going to run an ad, and then we'll get right into it. You can listen for the rest of the episode, uninterrupted. Move, motherfuckers. Today, I'm going to discuss... What would you call it? Toxic masculinity? Toxic femininity? That type of shit? People bitching about people not being themselves? Relationship problems? Because of who we are inherently? As a people? And this goes both sides of the aisle. It don't even matter. The right just kind of seems like, you know, willy-nilly, don't be a dick, try to be chivalrous type of thing as far as the guys go. The girls are, as far as they say, should, you know, be coddled and, you know, we, uh, we as men are responsible for everything as far as they're concerned. And the left kind of says the same thing, but they also go with the caveat that you're supposed to talk about your feelings as much as humanly possible. And I, I, if you really want to dumb down the conversation, like really dumb it down, like to the point that it's almost stupid. So if you really want to dumb it down, you have to think about it like this. Like we are a... uh, First and foremost, the meat carcasses that we're riding around the planet on, that our brains are inhabiting, are animalistic as far as their instincts uh, and even part of our social structure. Like, just as in people find similar building techniques all around the world, as far as like from the pyramids and all that conspiracy mumbo jumbo. <laughs> uh, and they think, well, this is why aliens were here, because it's all around the world, different cultures around the same time. Listen, just the same way that there can be only one right way that multiple different people can figure out on their own, just the same way there are instinctual things about different animals, like, you know, nobody teaches, a, you know, a bird knows how to fly, Okay. They figure it out. Um, some trial and error, sometimes, but they know how to fly. Most other animals know how to walk pretty readily, like right away. Uh, like, what was it? Uh, the Oh, God, it's like the deer-like animal down there in Africa that, that run away from cheetahs all the time. Gazelles, I think their name is. Like, those motherfuckers, they have their babies, and their babies just get up like immediately it's an instinct they automatically know how to do it you know and they have to they have to to survive in their environment realistically you know it's like you know, have the baby the cheetah be like oh new fresh baby they can't walk for a little while it's like yeah that, that, that wouldn't be good so they have to walk to continue continue their species get that there are certain things that I believe just personally believe and like say for instance like religion's one of the things like I believe that it's a it's a, and it's not even that it has to be religious by the definition. It's just passionate belief in something, whether it be a ideology, a theology, a religion, whatever. Uh, 
that's something that is inherent in all of us. And I think that's, that's due to that whole question of why am I here? You need meaning, you need purpose. But just in the same way, there are some there are some instincts that our bodies have, right? Like, especially when it comes down to men and women, you know, the instinct of a guy is they want to get laid. And generally speaking, they want to get laid and procreate as much as humanly possible. You know, hence, you know, player's going to play type of shit. Guys are always out, out after that booty. But yeah, women, and historically speaking, uh, in the order, in order to woo women, you know, guys would always do have some type of thing that would impress them. You know, uh, most of it being physical. I think that's the biggest reason why, like even modern day jocks and you know musicians, but the you know having some type of creative uh, flair or or um, uh, some type of physical prowess seems to always be attractive at least to a point it's to a degree nowadays though women with their ideology they're starting to pull away from that a little bit which is fine which is fine but historically speaking the reason why that was is because if a guy was big and burly it's the same thing you know it's no different than looking at a tribe of apes right the biggest and strongest ape is going to have his pick of the litter as far as mating because a female is going to want to be with the biggest and the strongest because it can protect the her and the kids from any other predators and or other apes. So that's how it was historically, as far as we were concerned. Then again, a lot of things have changed. But those little remnants, those little spikes still remain. And I think the biggest problem with people nowadays is like they play that game where, you know, men are always out to get their dick wet. Women are predominantly looking for some type of provider uh, unless they actually put some thought into it because God knows you know there's there's uh, there are women out there that you know really thrive and enjoy the whole idea of having uh, what's the word having uh, you know an equal stake in a relationship you know it's like even my relationship like my girlfriend she's She's faltered sometimes, and she's lost her job a couple times, you know, well, with COVID and everything. The thing, you know, she's a bartender, so bars have gotten shut down. They've reopened, shut down, reopened. You know, stuff's happened. And I've had to, you know, pull my share, more than my share, fair share as far as the bills go. But I never rubbed it in her face, you know, whereas no man ever should. When we've always, she's always fought to actually try to be on relatively equal footing. You know, which is which is awesome. Which is uh, I love that about her. She doesn't want us to be any different than we were back when we were friends. Aside from the fact that you know we love each other, we want to build a life together, and we, you know we want to uh, uh, do the horizontal mambo more often than not. So there are women out there like that, but also a lot of women don't want to date down as far as income, right? Like what I've seen argued on, you know, or said over and over and over and over and over again on Twitter and online in general. And even with some of my female friends I've asked in the past, a lot of them, you know, 
if they're not making that much, they don't mind if they make a little bit more than he does. But if they're making a lot and they're working a lot, they want that man to actually bring home the dough too. Problem is with that is that you never end up spending time with each other. You know, if you're working the, the amount of hours that it takes to make the big bucks, well, then you're gonna, you're gonna miss out on something else. You can't have it both ways, you know? So I think a little shred of that wanting a provider, wanting somebody that even though they can take care of themselves, they still want somebody that can foot the bill more than they do, you know? And I think that little shred is in there, you know? That little bit of, hey, I need, I need a protector, I need a provider is in there on an instinctual level. <clears throat> now, that being said, that is not an excuse for anybody to sit there and it's not an excuse to use it, as, use it as an excuse. It's not an excuse to say to be a dick to women or to try to trap them or something like that. It's like, oh, it's just, a, you know, it's just my instinct to try to trap, uh, you know, you know, try to provide for my woman. It's like, no, it's not an instinct to sit there and tell them, well, you can't, you shouldn't work. You should just stay home with the kids. And then like, if things get rough and you start becoming abusive, then they have nowhere else to fucking go. They don't have any money. They have no way to get out, you know? And some women really have that, that worry and concern, you know? Um, Also, it's not an excuse because we have what all other animals don't have. We have the wonderful consciousness that, you know, no other creature has, at least as far as we know. And the consciousness gives us the ability, gives us the ability to overwrite our programming, to sit there and push farther beyond and say, well, I feel like I want to do this, but I really shouldn't. That's not right. An animal doesn't think like that. There is no right or wrong to an animal. You know, there is no, well, I don't really care. I'm going to do what I want. I mean, that's all they do is they they just do what they do. And that's it. They don't worry about ramifications. You know, the the instinct of like foraging and for hibernation, sure. But generally speaking, if a lion's hungry, they're going to go get their food and they don't care if they kill, you know, the only child gazelle out of a herd, you know, they're not going to give a crap. That's not, that's not programmed into them to notice or to care. There's no right or wrong there, you know? So, but we as humans, we have a distinct, maybe not innate feeling of right or wrong, but we're able to overwrite our instincts and say, no, we're not going to do that. You know, it's like, it's almost as if we train ourselves. Because like a dog, right? A dog has instincts to do certain things at certain times, but you can train them to overwrite those instincts. You know, instead of get, running out your back, your back of your door and charging the fence line and barking at the neighbor dog or whatever and foaming at the mouth about it, they run halfway out there, you scream their name, and they just stop. And they look back at you. You say, come on. And they come there. Their instinct, everything in their body is telling them, run to that fucking fence line. But because you trained them against it, they overruled it. But I think a, a, one difference I've noticed between the right and the left, as far as as far as this shit goes, is like I said, the right. Ironically enough, even though they're the more the they're more the uh, 
religious side, the right tends to go down that or walk down that uh, that path of. Uh, well, I guess it's more of a conservative thing because most of our instincts are tied into how things are in the conservative side. Not not to say that it's a hundred percent. That's not hundred percent at all. Like I don't believe. I honestly don't think monogamy is part of our instinctual thing. I think that's why it's hard for us to fight and we fight against monogamy a lot. And most of the time when we, most of the time when we uh, have a problem with monogamy and we have a problem and we end up cheating, it's because of one of those instinctual reasons. We are, where if you're a guy, you're looking for, you know, something, you know, you're, it's all visual. It's all just sex, you know, all that stuff. Because that's what your instinct is, is to go out there and procreate as much as possible. If you're a woman, you know, you're looking for, yeah, sure, it might just be sex sometimes, but, you know, oftentimes if you cheat and you're cheating to maybe move on and try to find somebody else, you're also looking for a better position to be in. Uh, God knows some of my exes were. So, I think that's what uh, part of it is, but... The right, the right basically goes off of, uh, you know, you know, woman should be at home protecting the kids. The guy protects the girl, protects, provides for the woman. That's very, very caveman-ish, if you think about it. It's very back to the caveman days. The left wants to open that up and say, we are conscious beings. We can destroy all of that. We can, we can not destroy it in a way of, like, it's not a good system. Just the roles don't have to be that way. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I think I think if you can, if a guy wants to stay at home and take care of the kids, and the girl wants to go out and do her thing, I think that's perfectly fine. I think that's perfectly fine. You know, 100. percent You know, um, I, I, I I'm I'm a little bit biased because I'd love to be able to stay at home and take care of some kids if me and my girlfriend have kids one day. I'd love to be able to do that. You know. Uh, also, I've been working for like the past I don't know 30 years, so I'd really like to to take a little bit of a, a break, I guess, you know, that'd be kind of nice, be kind of nice, but anyway, being said, uh, but I imagine there's, there's the reality for most people is somewhere in between the right and the left, like how they interact or how they explore their dating life in general, because like you can sit there and tried a big brain dating if you're from the left side and think of all these different things and everything and this takes a lot of the passion out of it if you're just constantly having to to think about every little thing and you know it's like a good example right because like women nowadays they have guys by the by the nuts because it's like you know conservatives generally speaking you know I, I just know from growing up and the community I, community I was in was mostly conservative. I guess you could call my parents more moderates when they were younger. Very conservative family life, but they were still Democrats. So I don't know. Um, you know, when I was growing up, it was like, you know, uh, it was kind of like just feeling women out. And it, like thinking back, it's like especially with some of the, some of the dating I did and whatnot. You're thinking back, and if you put it through the lens of somebody on the left. If you put it through the lens of somebody on the left, like even the stuff I did and my friends did was kind of sounded like rapey behavior. Like as far as not like straight on rape, but 
you know, like testing boundaries, you know, and stuff like that. And more often than not, I mean, granted that was with girlfriends and whatnot, more committed things, but, you know, if you think about it too much, from the guy's point of view, it takes you out of that moment, you know? Like, I've, and this is going to get a little bit personal, right? But back in my, about 10 years ago, 10 years ago or so, there used to be, like, when I, I had my little stint of online dating, right? And you would be surprised, like, just from talking to women, you'd be surprised how many of them, and, and it, this is going to make me sound like a whore, it's not exactly, I was surprised because I thought nobody would go for the idea, but it's kind of like, like it was a little fantasy of mine at some point to sit there and somewhere you're talking to online for a while, you get to know them or whatever, and you, maybe you've, you've exchanged numbers, you're talking for a few weeks, you really get to know them how they are, and then you just meet up for like a make-out session. Don't say any words, you make out hot and heavy, and they want whoever came to whoever's place or wherever you met, you'd leave, and then you can pick up talking on the on the phone until your first date, you know? And that, where no words are exchanged, nothing like that, it's all just physical, raw, all that shit, kind of gets, kind of gets your, uh, kind of gets that out of the way right off the bat so you can have a first date and not have that pressure, right? And it worked a couple times. And I, I, ironically, I only brought it up a couple times and every time I brought it, I brought it up, you know, the women I were talking to went for it. Surprisingly enough, it, it wasn't about getting anything per se. It was more along the lines of, you know, getting that initial icebreaker out, out there, you know. But anyway, that's beside the point. The middle ground nowadays, because so many people complain about like, well, like say for instance, if, if a guy, if he pushes too hard to try to like, Oh, if he tries to kiss a woman first, you know, she she could sit there and say, oh, that's rapey behavior and sit there and bash him like crazy online and just make his life a living hell. Or, you know, not kissing her soon enough means that, you know, she could just lose interest and say, well, you didn't pursue me hard enough. You should have tried to push harder. You know, there's no, I mean, unless you're a fucking mind reader, if you're anywhere close to socially inept as far as trying to read the signs, good fucking luck, dude, nowadays. Good luck. It's a minefield out there. It really fucking is. It's horrifying. It's nasty and horrifying. But, you know, that being said, there's something in the middle. I think most people operate somewhere in the middle. You know, where they, they, uh, most people, like, they, they go by their instincts, and they let the instincts take them to a certain point, but then their consciousness takes over and it's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Is this the right idea? Should I be doing this? I don't know if I should be doing this. You know, because there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of conversations going online right, right now about, like, women hooking in hookup, in hookup culture and how much they actually how much responsibility they actually have, how much, yeah, because here's the annoying part, right? Most of the stuff that's being said, or that has been said over the past few weeks, is basically, if you say the woman could have done anything, it was, uh, 
at all to affect the situation, like at all, um, then you're victim blaming. Even if that woman invited the guy back to her house the first night she met him, even if she got drunk with him and had him drive her home to her house, like gave her an address, you know, or something like that, you know, you, you, you're supposed to sit there and put you put yourself in a really shitty situation, you know, with someone that you barely know, you know, and you, while wearing this blanket of, well, if you touch me, I'll just scream rape type of thing. But a lot of guys, you know, especially if, the, if you're mildly attractive to them, it's kind of like if you were sober, yeah, sure, you guys might have talked. You might have had a good first date. But, you know, your sober mind would have been like, eh, he's mildly attractive. But I don't know if I really, I don't know if I really want to get into that with him. But when you're drunk, the drunk glasses are on, you know, you're all about it until the next morning, and then you're like, fuck. And that's where I think you get some of your some of your girls that cry rape the next day after something like that happens. And it's like, but really though, how it's kind of like one of them things where and I don't, it's not something that I ever want to sit there and straight up say, you know, if you let the guy into your house and you don't know him and you drink with him and all this shit and you change into like scantily clad clothes, whatever you get when you get home because you want to be more comfy as far as like, you know, taking your pants off and getting into a shirt or something. It's like, at what point, at what point with all of that happening, is a guy supposed to say, oh, she totally doesn't want sex. She totally isn't into me. And that goes back to the whole reading people thing again. It's like women can pound those things into your head. Hey, look, I want you. That Any guy would sit there and say that, you know? But nowadays women are just led to believe, oh, no, it doesn't matter. You can do that if you want to be comfortable and shit and you don't even have to worry about it because he shouldn't expect sex ever. And it's not. A, and you're right. Guys shouldn't expect sex ever. But if you're going to confuse a motherfucker so bad like that, I don't know. I have no idea what the fuck to tell you if you get pissed off when guys don't try to pursue you. You know? I really don't. It's like any time that I was dating, right? Because, you know, I'm more, I'm more in the middle, right? More center left. So any time I was ever dating... I was always to, I was always on the page of I am going to make sure that we are in a neutral territory all the way up until, you know, I believe like either even after the first kiss or after like makeout session or whatever. It's gonna be in my car or her car or something like that. If that happens. We're not gonna go back to the house, we're not gonna be in a put in a position for that, because I'm a big guy. I'm not fat fat, but I'm fat enough where it's kinda hard to maneuver around in a car, okay? So, generally speaking, if anything goes on in a car with me at all, it's, you know, whatever, it's a little making out, a little rubbing, a little whatever, testing, testing shit out a little bit, and then you go to an actual house, an actual bed, you know, I'm 6'5", you know, 280 pounds, I'm a big boy, it's kind of hard to move around in a fucking car, oh, that's a semi-truck, oh, let me just get over here. Okay. Anyway. So if I'm not going to invite a woman back to my house until after that, you know, and when I, by the time I invite her to my house, I'm comfortable enough with the fact that more than likely, if, 
Uh, she wants that she probably want to have sex or at least make out or cuddle on the couch and watch a movie or something. You know, we have that physical boundary broke down enough so we, we can get down to it if, if it comes up, right? There's never a point in time I'm left alone, I was left alone with a woman in a position where, you know, she's saying no and I'm saying yes when I don't already have those physical uh, connections made and at least a few times I'm verbally saying they want me or they want to fuck me or something like that. Just straight up. That's how it was. There's very few times, there's very, now this being a caveat, there's very few times that I broke that. And that was for, that was, that was for very specific situations in which I broke that, those rules. But, generally speaking, if I was on a regular old dating, somebody I'd want to date, somebody I was interested in, that, you know, I met in town or online, that's how it would work. Very simple. But I hear about these women that, like, met a guy on Tinder, and then later on that night, he's in her house, laying on her bed, watching TV with her while she's drunk as fuck. Like, do you have to have some type of... What, at what point does a woman have the autonomy? Like, are we just supposed to treat them like like children? Like, they don't matter? Like, they, like they're idiots or something? Because, I mean, if you, if, if you just... If they just do whatever and act like that and then get pissed off when something doesn't work right or some something's misunderstood that's pretty uh, that's most guys are so careful nowadays that how I just said things went that's mo, mo, how most guys operate that are close to 30 for dating and then above that's how they do specifically because of women like that you know I mean hell I had one of the craziest women psycho X did a shit ton of emotional damage on me I should have seen it coming uh, I literally met online and like later that night she invited me over to her house sent me her address and everything I'm like is this like uh, I was like I don't know about this like I don't know about this I don't know if like am I going to show up and you're going to rob me I don't know you know, I and I was younger, so I took the chance and I and I did it. And you know, she wasn't like crazy like she was gonna rob me, but she was crazy like she was gonna, you know, psychologically abuse me for six months. So anyway, I don't really know if this this episode actually had a tangible point. It was more along the lines of delving down relationship problems and why like how both right and left see things and how you know there's two parts to every person the instinct and the consciousness and that instant that's a constant battle and it seems like it would seem like on the surface of it like the the right th- is, is deals mostly in instinct as far as dating goes at least that's how it seems and the and the left goes more for consciousness everything has to be infinitely fractaled out to, you know, constantly trying to get more and more um, consent over and over and over again. Because, you know, nowadays you can sit there and hear the word yes 200 times in a row, and then the one time that they say no, they can say the whole instance is rape. That's 
literally happened to a buddy of mine a long time ago. Well, I didn't say a long time ago, two years ago. And even the woman said, it's like, yeah, I was all into it until I wasn't. And I told him to get off me and he wouldn't. And they, she got him for rape. It's like, I mean, granted, it's kind of like the same thing. Like I told him, I'm like, that's kind of dumb though, dude. Like if you, it'd be like you dropped her or something or you stubbed your toe while she were walking around the house fucking her and you sat down and she kept fucking you. You kept on telling her, get off me, get off me, get off me. It hurts. And you're like, no, no, no. It's the same thing. She's going to jump off you real quick just to make sure that your toe's all right. You know what I mean? See, so assess the situation. He's all like, well, but I was almost there and everything was good. I was like, well, I mean, whatever, man. That, that, that's all on you. But either way, that's my ranting for this time. I, I, I did some good coherent rants today. Not that uh, not that many of them made much sense as far as like an overall point, but food for thought, let's call it that. But y'all have a good day. Uh, be excellent to each other. Moon, motherfuckers. Whoop.